I'm excited, praise God. We gotta stay excited, amen? We've been talking about grace uh, for a few weeks and talking about the grace of God. And you know, grace is access by our faith, amen? We have to, we have to hear the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you don't know what's in your Bible, if you don't know the promises of God's word, it's hard for you to access his grace on his promises, amen? So we got to know what God is saying in his word and we got to be aware of it. And, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of people that believe a lot of things. And some of you may come from a lot of different backgrounds. And not every preacher interprets the Bible the same. Uh, we believe that the Bible is the uh, inerrant word of God, that we believe in the full gospel of God. We believe that we still believe in the power of God. You know, you know, Jesus uh, actually was, uh, they were asking Jesus some questions of Pharisees and they were talking about marriage and giving in marriage in heaven. And Jesus said, it won't be like that in heaven. You know, we won't be married in heaven. We, you know, we'll be single in heaven, but we will love the Lord. Amen. But, but Jesus said to the Pharisees, you don't understand the power of God. And, you know, there's a, there's a gospel that's being presented with no power, but we have a gospel of power, amen? It's the power to change, amen? In Romans, if you want to turn there just for a second, in Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 16, uh, Paul is talking about uh, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he says, let's look at that, Romans 1, 16, and we're, talk we're going to be talking about uh, redeemed from the curse today, but I want to just, just kind of go on a... Uh, a journey here and it says in Romans 1 chapter 1 verse 16 it says uh, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and for the Greek or for in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as is written the just shall live by faith. Amen. So we don't, you know, as Christians, you know, and we've been going, we've been talking about grace. We, we don't establish our, our righteousness by our good works or doing good things. No, our righteousness is of God and it was established by Jesus going to the cross. So our righteousness or our right standing with God is because Jesus went to the cross and he paid our punishment on the cross the punishment of sin was placed on Jesus so that we can have the blessings of heaven. So really, you can't work your way for salvation. You can't work your way uh, for righteousness. You, you have to believe your way into it. Amen. Amen. And that's what it's saying here. He's saying that, that the, right, uh, the righteousness of faith is by believing. So we believe. How many believing believers do we have in here this morning? And so I believe my, my you know, trust and faith is not in my goodness. Amen. Amen. My trust and faith is in Jesus' goodness. Amen. Amen. That's why the Bible says no one shall boast when they get to heaven because it's the Jesus. We need to boast about Jesus. You're, you're here today only because the grace of God drew you here. Amen. Some of you think you were smart enough to get here by yourself, but it was the grace Amen. of God that drew you into this house. It's the grace of God that makes you have a reverential fear of God. Amen. 
How many people uh, don't want to go to hell in here today? Amen. So you got a reverential fear. You don't want to go to hell. How many people want to go to heaven? Praise God. Amen. Praise God. We all want to go to heaven. And so it's the grace of God that even gives us a reverential fear of God. Amen. And so we're talking today about grace. And, and uh, you know, we're, I didn't finish my message from last week. But let's, let's look at um, the book of Galatians chapter 3. And we're talking about that we're redeemed this morning. And uh, I like that word redeemed. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so who he has redeemed from the, from the hand of the enemy. We are redeemed from the curse of the law. Look at Galatians 3.13. And um, here it, it says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, Paul is writing this, and, and we thank God we're under grace this morning, that we're not under the law of sin and death. But look at this. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So we see here that Jesus was actually, you know, when he was on the cross, he did not look blessed. Matter of fact, he was cursed on the cross. So he, he, he looked like a cursed man on the cross. It looked like God was not for him on the cross. All the sin of mankind was placed on Jesus at the cross. The punishment of sin was placed on Jesus at the cross. Our punishment, your punishment of sin was placed on Jesus so that we could have the blessings of heaven. So Jesus was made a curse so that we don't have to be cursed this morning. And I know some of you might think, well, you know, Pastor, that's good, but how come I'm, I'm going through issues? I'm dealing with some issues and I feel like I'm cursed. Just because you're dealing with an issue doesn't mean you're cursed. It might mean that you're just going through the process to get into your promised land. You know, uh, Joseph, you know, he had a vision and a dream. He served God with all of his heart and all of his might. Joseph in the Old Testament. And, uh, you know, he was blessed by his father. He is blessed, but he was still thrown into a pit by his brothers. And then he, then he was sold into slavery. He went into slavery. This is in the Old Testament. And then he ended up becoming a slave in Potiphar's house. And, but, you know, he still had the blessing and the favor of God on his life, even though he looked cursed. Some of you might be in debt this morning. You might feel cursed, but I'm going to say that you're blessed. Amen. But see, the only way you're going to activate the grace of God. See, we have to see the grace of God is not just automatic. The grace of God's promises aren't just automatic. I wish they were. I wish I could wake up, you know, and automatically it all just drops on me. But we have to access the grace of God's promises by believing. Amen. We have to believe. And you say, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, when Jesus ministered, and he ministered to people. A lot of people think that Jesus got people saved just on his power and his faith. But that's not altogether true. Yes, it was Jesus' faith, but it was the people's faith as well. The blind people, there were two blind men that came to Jesus. And, they, and Jesus said, what do you want? They said, I want to, we, we want to see. And he said, according to your faith, according to you, how you believe. 
and, and how we believe will determine what we receive from God. So, so Jesus put it this way, you know, that it's the traditions of God that will make the word of God a none effect. We can go with traditional thinking instead of Bible thinking, and it can hurt us in receiving the best that God has for us. And so how do you get rid of this traditional thinking? You've got to get the truth of God's word. You have to rightly divide the word of God. You have to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. So in Galatians 3, 13, it says that Christ has redeemed us. I love that. From the curse of law, having become a curse for us, for Israel and curses everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Notice it says that it might come upon the Gentiles. So not everybody is partaking of the blessings of God, even though you may be saved. Not everybody's partaking. Why? Because you have to receive it by faith. You've got you to receive salvation by faith. Romans 10, 19, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross. And when you confess and believe, you activate, you know, the blessing of salvation in your life. Well, we got to believe some other things about salvation because salvation is not just, you know, us being redeemed from uh, eternal death like I talked about last week, you know. It, it's more than that. It's more than just a ticket to heaven. Salvation is, it means wholeness, soundness, preservation, protection, and eternal life. Amen. That's all wrapped up into salvation. And so you have a lot of the church that doesn't really believe in the power of God they may only believe in the power of God to save as in to, to, to cause us to be new creations in Christ, but they don't believe in the power of God to heal. Amen? And there is power of God that's resident to heal your body. Amen? I'm not against doctors, and doctors are great, but, but part of the blessing of grace is healing. So it, it's, there's a blessing in this. So, so we're redeemed from the curse. So the curse is threefold. First of all, it's death. And it's spiritual death, what I talked about last week. Thank God we have eternal life. Thank God we have eternal life. Eternal life doesn't start when you get to heaven. Somebody think, when I get to heaven, I'm going to get happy. No, no, listen, you have eternal life now. You better get, start getting happy now. Life starts when you receive Jesus as your Savior. That's when your life starts. It's not when you, a lot of people say, when I get to heaven, that's when I'm going to be excited. No, you better get excited today. You better, the day that you got born again, you, you need to stay excited about the things of God. You have eternal life the day you receive Jesus. Jesus said it this way. He said that, that he came that we may have not religion. A lot of people think that Christianity is just religion or a set of rules. No, he came that we may have life and life more abundantly. An abundance of life. What does that mean? I, I'm talking about that, that the kingdom of God. The Bible actually says this. The kingdom of God is righteousness. That's through the blood of Jesus. Amen. That's walking upright with God. Righteousness, right? And peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So we should be walking in peace and we should be walking in joy. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Those are byproducts of walking in saving grace. 
And so we need to, we need to believe some. That's how we activate the grace of God by believing. And so we must believe that Jesus paid the price, not just for us to get to heaven, but he paid the price for us to have healed bodies. Amen. And so we have to believe that, you know, the back to John 10, 10, Jesus said it's the thief that comes to steal, kill and to destroy. That's when Jesus said, but I, he came that we may have life and have it what? More abundantly. So that's the dividing line of the Bible. If it's bad, if things are coming against you, well, a lot of times that's the enemy. Now, we, op we can open the door for the enemy. But a lot of times it's the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And so we have to, act, we have to get this in our mindset. If we're dealing with any kind of illness or affliction, we have to look at that illness or affliction as an enemy. Amen. We cannot look at it as a friend from God. Amen. Some people believe sickness. Some people believe that that's a gift from God to make people pious. Amen. I don't know. It make me mad. <laughs> Some people don't get pious. They get angry with God. Amen. And because a lot of times they don't understand that the reason why people get angry with God when they get sick, because they think that God is putting it on them and that God is putting it. But a lot of times it's not God. It's the devil that's putting it on on you. Amen. It's the devil that comes to steal, kill and destroy. Amen. Uh, in Acts 10, 38, and this is, you know, this is a great story of Cornelius getting his family, getting saved. And uh, but in Acts 10, 38, uh, Peter was preaching this and he said how God had anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what power. And he went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of God. Okay, let's, let's go back to Acts 10, 38. What does it say? That how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power and how he went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. So Jesus was coming against the works of the devil by healing people. Amen. So he wasn't coming against the work of God. No. So sometimes when we think we're, we're being attacked by uh, by a sickness, we think, well, maybe in God's divine wisdom, he's, he's allowing me to be sick. No, no, we can open the door. And so we got to fight sickness like we fight sin. You can't allow sin to be in your life. You, you know, how do you, how do you fight sickness? How do you fight sin? You submit yourself to God. You resist the devil. And the Bible says he has to flee. Amen. And so we have to submit to God. So we submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God. How do we do that? By lining up with the word of God. That's how we submit to God. We, we agree with God's word. Amen. Amen. Boy, this is a quiet crowd today. We, we agree with God's word. That's how you submit to God. Amen. You agree with him. If, you know, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Like I said earlier. Who, and we need to say that we're redeemed. Some of you might say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in bondage today. Well, you don't have to be in bondage. Because Jesus paid the price for you to be broken out of bondage. 
Amen. He already, he became the curse. Well, I'm cursed. You don't have to walk under a curse. Really, the blessing is already here for us. We have to learn to walk in the blessing. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? See, see, people, they, they get this idea just because, just because you're going through a negative situation doesn't mean you're cursed. Again, I'm going to say again, you're in a process of, of, of moving into your promised land. If you don't grow weary in well-doing, you'll reap if you faint not. What is the devil trying to get us to do? Quit. Amen. Throw in the towel. Amen. Say it's not worth it. That's right. Oh, man. Listen, it's worth it. The Bible says we don't, we don't want to cast away our confidence in God. For it has great recompense of reward. So we don't want to cast away our confidence. Though we want to keep standing in God's word. That's why some of you have been standing for a little bit and you say, well, I haven't seen the promise manifest yet. Keep standing. I got a terminal uh, disease, Pastor. I, I'm, I'm standing and I, the doctors say I only have a few months. Keep standing. Keep standing. Keep speaking the word. Don't speak the problem, but speak the promise of God's word. So here in Galatians, it says that we're, we are redeemed from the curse of the law. So I believe that, you know, the finished work of Christ, that Jesus took on sickness on his body. The Bible said his, his, his entire body was deformed and he did not look like a man. And so I believe that he took on all the sin of mankind and all the sickness of mankind so that we can have all the blessings of heaven. Amen. But you got to believe that. Amen. See, if you believe a little bit, of, you know, if, it's, if your believing is a little watered down and you believe, well, sometimes, well, maybe, you know, God does use sickness to teach people something, then you're watering down your believing. And it, then it has, there's no effect or power for the power of God to move that sickness out of your body. So we're redeemed from that. Let's look at um, Deuteronomy 28. And uh, this is what you would consider the, cur the curse of the law is ba basically breaking God's law. In the Old Testament, you know, that he had a provision for the Israelites that broke the law that, that, that actually to, for them to actually have uh, health and healing and wholeness. He had a provision for that. So really, uh, really in the Old Testament, there is a provision for healing. Amen. There was a provision for that. And so there is a provision for healing in the New Testament. It's called Jesus paying our, you know, sickness debt. Amen. It, there's a provision for that, but we got to believe it. Look at Deuteronomy 28. And just look at this. In Deuteronomy 28, and it, it talks about, now, it talks about the first 14 verses. Uh, uh, it talks about the blessings of God. It says, now, now it shall come to pass. I'll just read a little bit of the blessings. Now it shall come to pass if this verse, uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, working way down. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Amen. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you be the fruit of your body. Uh, which is talking um, about reproduction. The produce of your ground. The increase of your herds. The increase of your cattle. And the offspring of your flocks. 
Well, basically, if you continue to read down, I could read this, but for sake of time, he's talking about a lot of blessings. Now, he was talking to the Israelites that if they just listened and hearkened to the voice of God and just and, and walked in obedience, you know, as far as they could to the Ten Commandments, they couldn't keep the Ten Commandments, but they had a sacrifice system set in place. And that sacrifice system covered their sins. And so, and so as long as they walked upright before God, they could partake of these blessings. But then the Lord said to them in verse 15, it said, But it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Curse shall you be in the city. Curse shall you be in the country. Curse shall you the basket of your kneading bowl. Curse shall you be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land. Curse shall you be when you come in and curse shall you be when you go out. There's a lot of curses. It's actually a lot more curses than blessings. <laughs> and so there are many, many curses. It, and, and, and I could just read all this, but if I did, you guys would get depressed this morning. But thank God we're not under the curse. But what I like about this is it, it talks about all different kind of diseases that you will be cursed with um, because, you know, not following God. And so, but it also says even the diseases that's not mentioned in the curses, uh, you will be cursed with. So new diseases that the devil invents, you still can be cursed. So this is talking about Israelites under the curse. Now, as Christians and as the world, we should be different than the world. You see, the world gets sick, and we know Christians get sick. But see, the world is under a law of sin and death. And so it's natural for them to get sick. Amen? It's natural for them. But really, for a Christian, it should be unnatural for us to be sick. In other words, really, it should be natural for us to walk in wholeness, soundness, preservation, protection and eternal life. That should be what we should walk in. And the only reason why we're not walking in this is because we're not truly believing that Jesus paid the price for our full salvation. Or we're not meditating on the truth of God's word pertaining to that. And so if we're not, if we're not constantly putting the word of God before us and, uh, and meditating on the word of God to, to pertaining to being delivered from sickness, that, that the blessings of God is on us. If we're not continuing putting this before us, the enemy is going to try to take some ground in our life. Amen. Amen. And the devil can come against us, I believe, two ways. We definitely can open the door, and we can open the door through sin. What's that, Pastor? Can you run that back? Yes, if we're sinning, we can open the door for the devil to come in. Sin, and what's sin for a Christian? It's, it, it, you know, we don't have to abide by the Ten Commandments per se. We do, but we abide by the two commandments. Love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. Love our neighbor as ourselves. Yes, so we actually, when we're walking in the law of love, it keeps us divinely protected a lot of times from the enemy coming in. So the law of love is what we need to walk in. And so listen, if you're walking in the law of love, you're not going to talk about your brother or sister. You're not going to be downing them. Amen. If you're walking in love, you're not going to be uh, cheating and stealing and thieving and 
doing what the works of the flesh, what, what you call, what they call in Galatians, the works of the flesh. You're not going to be operating in the works of the flesh. The Bible says the sin that, that soul that sins dies. There is a payday for sin. There is a, and that, that payday for sin is death. And it is manifested through dying physically, but it's also manifested through sickness. And so we have to understand that, that we can get out from the law of grace and we can get into, under the law of sin and death if we're not walking in the love of God. And listen, if you're holding anger or bitterness or ill will towards people, it can open, the devil has a right to attack us. God doesn't want us attacked, but the devil can have legal access into our lives. So how do you get, how do you, you make sure you're walking in love if you're under attack. You, you make sure that you're repenting, you're, you're, you're speaking, the, the, you know, you're, you're, you're asking, you know, the Bible only has one place in the Bible that talks about for people that are sick, what they need to do. You, you want to go there for a second? Let's go there. Does anybody ever get sick in here? I'm talking to all healthy people today. You guys are so quiet. You know, it's like, Pastor, I don't need this message, man. I walk in divine health, man. I, I, I never get attacked with any kind of sickness. Anybody ever have a headache in here? Yes. You say, yes, I got one now because you're preaching, Pastor. No, listen. <laughs> listen, you just got to gotta submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Again, how do you submit to God? You agree with God's word. And so sickness is not a part of you. So I was talking to one lady about this, and I was ministering about God's goodness and his mercy. I don't know why. Some people don't receive this type of message. Some people want to just rather just go with, no, oh, no. How do you die if you don't get sick and then die? Well, you don't have to get sick and die. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No, you can just, you know, I, I heard stories of saints, uh, you know, people in their 90s. And I heard one story of this one lady, and she woke up in the morning, and she, and she, was, taught, and she was living at, at her, I think she was living at her mother's house, and she said to her mom, I'm going home today. She wasn't sick. And she said, I spoke to the Lord, I, you know, minute, you know, she would spend all time every day, you know, studying the word every day, put some time with the Lord. And the Lord said, I'm going home today. And she ended up taking a nap and going home to heaven. Isn't that the way to do it than die of some cancer or some sickly disease? Are you hearing what I'm saying? But we, some of us think we got we to gotta die of a disease to die and go to heaven. No, we don't. No, you don't. And so if, if we're programmed in that mindset, then when sickness comes, we're not going to fight it. We're going to think, well, well it's, it must be God's ways for me to get to heaven. No. You know, listen. Listen. The Bible says in Psalms 91, verse 16, memorize this. It says, with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Okay. So we got, we got to get that with long life. Is it long, busted life, Pastor? No, it's, it's, is it long life that I'm, you know, struggling with all these issues and I, I'd rather almost be dead? No, it's long, abundant life. It's long, blessed life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a blessed life that we have. It's not long, sick life. What kind of life is that? Just kill me now. Are you hearing? If I gotta live this life all sick, busted, and broken, and just take me home, Lord. Are you hearing? No, it's good life. 
Somebody say the good life. Amen. The good life. That's the way God wants us walking out. The good life. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. Join us every Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located on 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m., nursery and children's church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.